Songs of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. Songs of Solomon. I hope you know where it is. And don't open New Testament because it's not there. Songs of Solomon. Are you there, Apostle? Not Isaiah. I said, Sons of Solomon. Chapter 2, verse 15. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Little foxes. I think I can use that as a title. Little foxes. Little foxes. I can use that. That will be my title. Little foxes. They are not big foxes. They are little what? Foxes. What is a fox? They are termites. But they are carnivorous. Or another way you can describe a fox is that it's a spoiler. You see good fruits. When foxes enter, they destroy it. They are meant to destroy. Little foxes. They are not big. Very, very small. Very, very small. Little foxes. And in life and ministry, there are foxes. And they are very little. Not big. You know, most times, we concentrate all our effort on the big sins. Adultery, fornication, murder, Abby, drunkenness. That's what we concentrate all our attention on. Whereas, the devil is finishing us with little foxes. So today, we want to check up those foxes and pray them out of our life. They may be little. <laughs> But they have the mighty, mighty power to destroy. Over a period of time, foxes, they destroy vines, they destroy foods, they destroy anything good and praiseworthy. Little foxes. Have you ever considered the power of little things? The Bible says we should not despise the power of little things. Little things destroy. It's not big things that destroy. It is little things that destroy. Little things. Over a period of time, if you don't check them, they destroy. I remember. I remember. Just little, 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 little things. Not big things. I remember I, often, I read a story many years ago. It happened around 1980. Either 1980 or 1990. There was this flight from America to Korea. And if you see world map, Africa is in between. The flight took over from here in America, overflew Africa, up, up there. I was going to Korea, here, to the east. You know, the instrument of the plane was just one inch error, one inch deficient. And if you see plane, they fly by compass. So they, when, when the pilot sits down, there's always the co-pilot, and the, most of the time the co-pilot is the engineer. is the one that punched the buttons. 
is the one that sees that either the instrument is working right. So, you know, by the time it will over, fly for about 11 hours, the plane has veered off course. One now has veered off course for 1,000 kilometers. Now, the plane was not to fly according to the flight route. It's not to overfly Russia. It's to just fly, fly the border of Japan and enter Korea. Because by then, there was cold war between Russia and, uh, and U.S. But because the instrument was just one inch error, that one inch, minimal unnoticed, made the plane to fly inside Russia, and they shut it down. 230, 230, 230 people died. It was when they took the black bus and they were looking at what went wrong. Just one inch. The power of little things. As big as the ship is, big things don't destroy ship. Just one small hole. A little hole in a ship will make the waters to be what? To be coming in. And very soon, what will happen to the ship? It is sunk. It is not big fires that destroy. Fires normally don't start big. They start what? Very small. One little thing there. One little thing. Okay, another illustration. You see if a water is dripping somewhere. Tom. 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 <laughs> If you don't close that, that opening, what will happen? As big as an iron is, that tongue, tongue will cut the iron. Little thing. And that small dripping, if you don't close it in time, we turn to a flood very soon. It will water the whole place. Not big one, just one sipping. It's finished. May God save us from those little things. Amen. Say better email. Amen. Little things. Things we don't notice. Things we discountenance. All those small faults. All those small mistakes. If you don't note them and walk on them, they will boomerang very soon. Little foxes. Little things. Not big things. Little things. Little things. Little indiscretion. You know, Father Abraham, just a little lie. Anytime they see you, tell them you are my sister. That's a little lie. I will see our problem till today. Just a little lost. That's a little mistake. Hey, oh, Sarah, told Father Abraham, go to this, my girl. They never knew that little thing. We have worldwide repercussion. Just go to this, my maid. God is late. Let us have a child by this maid. <laughs> and they never argue. Today, God. The prophecy says your hand will be over everybody and everybody's hand will be against you. That's what she happened in just very sadly. Just a big man's little sin. May God help us though. Amen. I say may God help us. Amen. Okay. Little anger by Moses. Destroy so many lives. 
When Miriam and Aaron, just little backbiting, what did they do this most itself? He didn't say he'd be all in all. Hey, but that woman, where no money where? That's all brought judgment on them. He lied. Just little indecision. He never, oh my sons, why are you sleeping with this woman? It's not good though, you know I'm the priest too. Very little. Gehazi, just little covetousness. King Saul, little disobedience. He killed everybody. He only, she be not only the king and all the animal. He will destroy everybody. Little things. The power of little things. Little foxes that spoil the vines. Hello? Little covetousness. All of those things, they have great repercussions. That's why. Let's go and read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Sorry for my nose. At least you are hearing me, Sha. And if my nose is your problem, you can go home. First Corinthians 5. Verse number 6. What does it say? Your glory is not good. Know ye not that a little level live near the whole law. A little word. In today's language, what is that level? Yeast. Little yeast. Little. Very little. But when you leave it there, it swells. And become the bread we are eating. A little level. Live near the low law. Great things doesn't really matter. It is small things, little things that matter. If we take care of the little things, the great things will take care of itself. But most of the time, we don't take care of the little things in our lives. Did you hear what I said? If we take care of the little things, the great one will do what? They will take care of themselves. But most of the time, we ignore the little things. We ignore them. We discountenance them. It doesn't matter. It's not too bad. We don't notice that. God understands. Little foxes in our lives. Let me say this to you. As you go to minister, as we move here and move there, as we minister here and minister there, we acquire things. We acquire spirits. We acquire feelings. We acquire sports in our garments. Yes. There are people that throw arrow at you as a minister. And those things become little, little, little sports in our white garments. And we have ministered throughout the year. Can you see how many places you have been to? You know how many arrows have been shot at you? Of course, you didn't commit adultery and fornication. But I have had those strange feelings that were not there before. Hello? Yes. The devil always uses little things to destroy the mighty. He doesn't use great things to destroy mighty people. Just little things. And as we move here and there for administration, 
for deliverance, for liberation, for prayer, for here and there. We acquire those things. I'll never forget a dream somebody had. It was an usher in the church. It was our church, the church where I practiced when I was a very young Christian. Yes. There was this great evangelist by then. He, he always had a meeting with us in the church. Every Wednesday, just like today. And we call it Wonderful Wednesday. It was a big meeting, revival, miracle, and all those things, evangelistic campaign. Every Wednesday, wonderful instruments, everything here and there. And he will preach great messages. And you see, we use it as evangelism. People call, wonderful Wednesday, wonderful Wednesday, wonderful Wednesday. People were coming. But one day, while he was ministering, this brother, Usher, he has the gift of, uh, he started manifesting these prophetic gifts by then. Okay? Thank you. So, this brother saw a vision. And after the meeting, where he was ushering, where he stood, amidst the, amidst the crowd. So he saw a vision. Then after the meeting, he went to the evangelist and said, Excuse me, sir, why you were ministering? I saw a vision. Oh, what is your vision? He said, As you were preaching, as you were ministering, as you were talking to people, and you are praying for people, some, some people in the congregation, uh, they took a mud and rolled it together. I were throwing it at you, stoning you. Stoning you. And as the stone were coming, the more it hits you and falls down. But the mark is there. That the thing hits you. It falls down, but the mark is there. So in your garment, there were spots. Yes, I don't know, but I think you need to be praying. You know, amazingly, the evangelist said, God! So when I was preaching, it is that kind of dream you are seeing. All the power of the message, all those, it doesn't touch you. Now when you hear vision, you say you didn't see. Be careful. Ah, he said, sorry, sir. Little things. While he was preaching new, where he went to minister new, and I don't know where you have gone to minister this year. The point is that many of the people that have come under your ministration this year, is it all of them that love you? Your enemy are there. Those who were sent to finish you were there. Ah. Ah. One year, nothing happened. Two years, nothing happened. Then we receive an invitation from America that uh, we should come and start our church there. So uh, he had been traveling by there. So he was sent there to start the church. His wife, they have a church at Oworo. His wife did everything for her to go. The American embassy refused her visa. You know what happened? After about two years of staying there, the story came out. That he married an American lady. And he was pastoring a African holiness church. 
Our Jew did not hear in time. But when he heard, they sent for him. And they even have a child. And he came back to Nigeria. Now this is for you to know that he later realized what happened. When he came back, and they asked him, why did you do that? He said he doesn't know what came over him. By the time he, you know, when he came back, the first person he went to see, he asked after, was that brother, that usher of that day. By then, that one has become, he's becoming a minister. That prophetic gift has grown in his life. So he said, brother, I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't understand. I'm sorry for what I said that day. That he doesn't know that it was the spirit of adultery they were throwing at him. That by the time he got over there, the thing was just shocking him as if he has not seen a woman before. Where did he got it? May God wash us clean today. Oh, you are getting ready to pray. As I said today, it's environmental sanitation. Little thing. I remember again, one of our former students, he related the story. The story I, I say to some of you, and some of you will say, ha! But it's true. He related the story. He was invited to a church to come and preach. Then he went. Ordinary invitation, he went to preach. That's why you must be verifying some invitation. Ask him before you. Uh -huh. He went to for administration. He finished the administration and came back. But you know, the moment he came back, he just saw that in his dream, he will be seeing naked women. And every woman he sees, he's as if he should grab them. He will see their chest. He will see their bottom. It's as if he should be slapping their bottom and be grabbing their chest. He said, God, what is the trouble? I'm, be, I'm free from this thing. Where did I start it to? <laughs> so he went and he prayed, God, I don't enter one now. I don't enter one now. Then God told him, hey, that church you went last, did you ask for me before you go? <sighs> he said, I'm sorry, sir. If it's the church of Jesus, I just went there. If you want to know the secret of what is happening to you, go and ask that pastor that what did they do in their preparation for that meeting they invited you? So he went to, and he went to the Jew. Yes, I'm sorry, sir. I need to ask you a question. What did you do in your preparation for that revival or crusade you invited me for? Ah, that pastor said, well, we the Lord led us in a in a very unique way. How, sir? He said the Lord led them. The Lord, His own Lord, not this Lord we are talking. He said His own Lord led them that all the men and all the women in the church they should pray stark naked. That is what we give power to the crusade. He 
Amen. Did you hear that? That the Lord led them to do what? That all the men and the women, they should dress to church. God forbid though, and God forbid. It's like we are here now. And I say, one Lord is leading me. That all the men and the women, we should pull off our dress. And we should be in our head dance clothes. You know what that meant? Stark naked. Nothing. As you came to the world. And that's the way they prepare for that crusade. And ah! Yes, sir, it was powerful. It was then this man said, No sir, it's not the Lord that led you. I said, shut up. Why did the Spirit of God let me to come and speak to people like you? I've been doing this work before you were born. I said, sorry, sir. That's an error, sir. Then he relates his experience. Unfortunately, that man will not listen. But by the time he came back, he prayed. The Lord removed those things from his life. But as I'm speaking to you now, that church is literally closed down. Because eventually, that man, he slept with all the women. Is an influence now. Now, my question is this. Where did that pastor got it from? Eh? In his ministration. As you go here and minister, do deliver, do deliver. We acquire things, oh. Stand up on your feet and let's do one prayer. Everything I have acquired. Wash me clean today. Open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus. Bobo Motifarako. In Jesus' name we pray. I don't like the way you are praying. It's as if you don't understand what I'm saying. They've shot arrows at us. Abi? They've shot arrows. In our white garments, there are spots. Some people, after some time, they start to misbehaving. Why did they shut? You see, this work is a spiritual warfare. And that's how some ministers misbehave. Those people you hear that they are falling, they didn't start like that. Abby, did you hear what David said? Oh, you have not interpreted it. When the prophet Nathan went to him, did you hear the illustration of Nathan? That there was this man who had one lamb. Is that not so? Yes. Uh-huh. And he took care of that lamb very well. But there was another man who had several lambs. Plenty. When stranger visited that man, that had many lambs. I led you around. When stranger visited him, he decided to go and take that one man's lamb. What is the meaning of that stranger? Uh-huh. 
Answer. What is the meaning of that stranger that visited that uh, man with many lambs? He is an analogical way of speaking. Is that not so? What he was saying in essence is that another, another arrow this came to David. And the arrow so entered him by watching that woman when she was taking her bath that he refused to take out of his own wives. The arrow now sent him to go and sleep with another man's wife. May evil arrow not enter you. It's arrow now. My pastor, one of the stories he told me while we are coming from Ilori, I've never told this story. Okay, it's only registered. I read it yesterday. I put it in the book. I put it in that new book I'm working on. The leader's home. You know, the pastor told me of a pastor that was pastoring a church. And one day, he felt like sleeping with a woman. And one of the members called him. The pastor come if you want, no problem. My husband is traveling. And pastor went. Before they started, before they start, the husband of the woman just came back. Wait, you take story. The husband came back, say, What ya? He knocked it up. I, I feel we should go together. So in order for the husband not to discover the pastor, the woman hide the pastor in the wardrobe and close the wardrobe. And the husband said, okay, hey, you didn't open the door in time. He said, nah. you know, I was about sleeping, but uh, as you came out, the husband said, okay, I think we should go to that travel together. We should go. Oh, yeah, no. The woman dressed up and they locked the door and went together. <laughs> the pastor was inside the wardrobe for seven days. I will fufu a bit perfect. Drive fast. Yami ya satani. When they came back, he has become so lean. Don't see my wardrobe. All of my boys somewhere chef, Yes. And when the husband came back, they opened the door. They saw the pastor. Hey. And the husband of the woman happened to be an elder in the church. Of course, his ministry finished in that church, but the husband went and reported to the elders. You know the judgment of the elders. <laughs> Say, be God has punished him for you. Seven days without food. <laughs> but it's an arrow. That was a pastor that has been behaving well. Though. You know when somebody says, I don't know what came over me. Arrow, longeve. Lord, either consciously or unconsciously. Every mark, every arrow, every spot that I've received this year. Watch them by your blood. Prayer in the name of Jesus.
mimo Nino Ejere Jesus In Jesus' name we pray. Please do have your seat. Let's continue. As you coming back to pray. Little foxes in our lives. Little foxes. As we do ministry, sometimes the devil mark us. Abby? Like council mark houses they are going to demolish. Sometimes spirits come inside us. Sometimes we acquire some strange feelings. I don't know if this has happened to you. There is one of your members that is a source of temptation to you. Anytime you see her, it's like you should grab her. Oh. Or anytime you see him, it's like he should be with you. It's arrow. And he will look at you, Coral. And you too will look at him. You steal the glance, and now we say, mm, you do. And sometimes when your eyes meet, what's in body, dear? body. Amen. When those things are in our lives, we are going gradually. Let me tell you some of the arrows that some of us have received. Or some of the foxes. Number one, they come as inner barriers. What do I call them? Barriers inside. You are so negative. You are so, you are so sarcastic. You are so prejudiced. You don't believe in anything. Anything they teach or say, you don't believe in. You are so narrow-minded, so crumble up inside. That's why. Hurts. People have wounded you, they have hurt you. And you have a lot of injuries inside. Or some things have happened to you, you have not been healed. When you see that person now, tears come back to your eyes. Have you ever so you, oh, Kosinka, Kosinka, no, I forgive you. No problem, no problem. But the hearts are there. The injuries are fresh. They are new. Number three, unforgiving spirits. We have members who have, been, who have troubled us throughout the year. They trouble you. One of us, Alessandro, I like the Bible, I people. Alexander the copper smith. He did me much evil. May the Lord. Ah, ah, ah. Don't finish that prayer. Don't finish that prayer. Hello? Some little lies. Abby? They are little. Oh. They are not big. Oh. They are little. Little lies. Now you we can we can. Have you? 
And you don't tell lies before. But now it's happening often and often. Little foxes. Little anger. Things that doesn't make you to be annoyed before. Get angry now. Now you are always angry. It's as if you are angry 24-7. Don't you ever lay you yayo. Okusi yayo Everything. Annoyance in God is part of the little foxes. Now, will you read meanings into words? And gradually, you are acquiring inuburuku? Tell my mom and son, play your first phone inuburuku? And you are not like that before. Those are little foxes. Little lusts. It's not big old. From the altar now, you now wash the breast of women. Abi? It's normal. Now, when you sit down at your table as a pastor, you put your glass here. Abi? And you are looking at the Oceanic Bank. I will shun in bank. Uh, you are looking at the shunning bank of people. <laughs> no, I'm alone, Lily. Boulevard, we see. Ah, what try? <laughs> you are looking at the shunning bank. No, as you sit in the front and your members are coming to church, who knows what is going through your mind? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? You know, if God made it, that whatever comes to our heart should appear on his screen. <sighs> Some of us will be going with a... Uh... When you have a silent, because things... And you see, those are little, 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 little foxes. That we don't notice, but they corrupt us. Hello? Little disobedience. Do this. I won't do it. Obey me. You said no. Don't go there. That's where you went. Do this. Ah, it's too difficult. Little prayerlessness. You don't pray like before, you don't fast like before. You don't even read the Bible like before. It has become newspaper. Abby, if you read it at all now, it's to preach. To search for sermon materials. Not for personal edification. Hello? I hear this one. Especially for prophets. Little strange practices. And little false doctrine. Abby? It started like that. Like that man, I told the story. It didn't start that day. You know, one of the greatest and the error that is happening everywhere today is that we should be praying stark naked. So many prophets are recommending it to people. Well, I'm praying stark naked. 
Let seven people pray for you stark naked. Yes. Ah, they want miracle to happen. And when you are praying stark naked, one day you have spiritual photograph, eh? It's across churches. Little strange fires that the Bible says, Nadaba Nabaihu. They brought before the Lord. And the Lord did what to kill them. That's Leviticus chapter 10. Strange fires, strange practices. Hey, I just have the leading. And you don't cross check. You don't go to all elders and say, Joe, I have this leading. No. What do I do about it? Oh? Not all leading come from the Lord now. Little strange practices, strange doctrines you recommend. Because you are the Alpha and the Omega of the church. Who will ask you? Some of us now will recommend people to. We will even go and bath people in the river. You know, this is our church, Cherubu and Seraphim. They didn't start that way. If you read their story, they didn't start that way. In Ondo, they are still pure Cherubu and Seraphim. And Elisha, they don't burn candle, they don't bat in the river. They pray, they read the Bible, and they fast a lot. But you see, gradually, all these leadings started coming in. They started taking people to the river. Started batting there. Started doing all those things. Started putting some magic and some black hair, something, and all those things. And shoshe, and shawaro, yeah, yeah. And because there's no teaching, started marrying three, four, five wives. Prophetess, at the prophet. And you know those things have come into those of us who say we are gospelers. That we are Pentecostal. Somebody doesn't do well, If you see a tree that suddenly fell one day, is it that day it fell? Oh, it has been falling for a long time. It has fallen inside before it fall outside. May you not fall inside. Amen. And you know some people, that's their lifestyle. You start noticing things. And when you tell them, bro, that this thing, I say, it doesn't matter. Yes, sir. And some of us, in order for nobody to correct us, we cut off. Is that also? We cut off. Even when we go to some you keep quiet. You don't say anything. Eh, Cover me and I will kill you. Hello? So gradually, this thing comes in. Little foxes. Little foxes. Little foxes. They come in. And before you know it, we are practicing it. We are practicing it. And off we are going. And you know the amazing thing? When you recommend uh, uh, that a uh, sister, the Lord say, I should, I'm sorry, but the Lord say, I should bath you. And we call, Kesho Lua, I'm sorry, but you shall I'm not going to be and you know, if she agrees, the first time we do it, there will be a miracle. She will testify. I mean, you don't know. Ah, she will testify now. The first time you say, okay, four, five, seven of you, go and find some people to pray for you, stark naked. The first time they do it, there will be a miracle. So you will be thinking, hey, if it is wrong, what did it happen? Oh, you have forgotten that. It, all the miracles that Moses did, all the occult people also do what? Oh? They did it. Oh.
Because today everything is miracle, 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 miracle. And check it. Oh, everybody that received miracle in the world in the wilderness, they didn't get to promised land. Except uh, Moses and uh, Caleb. I mean Joseph and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb. I mean all those people, Jesus performed miracle that where were them on the Pentecost day? Oh my Yanu Edonu. They know they get to heaven. And is that is is it that those kind of people want to lose our life for? Want to lose your anointing for one woman? And her problem must be solved. If it is for me to bath for you naked, your problem will be solved. Allah wants you done. Okay, Allah wants you done a party. In the course of doing that, I see because of one person sacrifice your heaven, and this person will not stay in the church at the end of the day. What does it cost? I just want us to pray. Let me read some Bible passages for you so that I will pray. Hello? Now, if those things are in our lives, they will cluster out the power, the grace, and the anointing of God. Gradually, new. You see, when a big man will fall, he doesn't fall in a day. He has fallen many times. And because we have not taken care of this little, 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 Little foxes. They are not big ones. Little, little things. They appear very small, very harmless. But they are harmful. But thank God for Jesus. Let's read Matthew. Matthew 15, verse 13. He knew that. That's why he gave us that promise. Because all those little foxes. They were not planted in our lives by the Father. And that's why he said, Matthew 15, 13. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father had not planted shall be what? Rooted up. That should be your prayer today. That everything the Father have not planted in me, but that is walking there, either knowingly or unknowingly, Hello? God should do what to? Approve them. Approve them. Approve them. You know, my, my, my first mentor, my first mentor, he was my Sunday school teacher, and he was the person that, in fact, he was the one I told the story in that, my 101 book, that I saw the material of church growth in his son for the first time. You know, there was a day he interpreted the story of Samson for me. I have never forgotten since that day. And that has been my prayer. He said, you know, boy, that it was not the day Samson fell into sin with Delilah that that lost entire his life. The devil has deposited it there long ago. Who can tap well, not you any? I said, sir, how do you mean? He said, there are things the devil deposited in somebody's life and leave it there. And that thing will be doing what too? Will be growing. Germinating. Germinating. 
germinating. For years, so he said he won't touch it. But the day we will touch that thing, that thing will be the one that will destroy anything. Let me pray for you. Every seed that the devil has sown in your life, with the mind that he wants to use it to destroy you. Today, the Father is rooting them out in Jesus' name. No seed. No seed. You know, when you plant a seed, it is not that day it will germinate. Is that also? And you know, some people in a conventionalist they will go plant for their life. They are good ministers, so very good, very dynamic, but they are very greedy of money. When it comes to money, now one preacher I called several years ago from Ghana. He was there when we started. Okay, I met him when I newly started. And he was a good guy. He teaches very well. So one time, around, was I not 98 or 99? I invited him from Ghana that he should come. By then, transport to Ghana is 1,000 naira. To and fro. I gave him 4,000. You know, he told me one message, oh. I will still remember his message, divine pattern. We are at uh, Good News by right there. You know, he preached a message on divine pattern. And I gave him 4,000. You know, he told me, he said, it's not enough. I said, eh? He said, yes. I said, how much will be enough? He said, I should add one more 1,000. Okay, I had 1,000, 5,000. Is that enough? He said, yes. I said, okay, no problem. This is the first and the last. He effectively do what to close the door. Since then, he has sent to me, I should come to Ghana. Can you talk to me? I love you. I should be able to do it. What did they look for? Little level. Matthew chapter 3. Little foxes. Let's pray it out of our lives. Let's pray it out of our lives. Little foxes. Matthew 3, 10. Or 12. Matthew 3, 12. Whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly purge his floor. May God purge us. Uh, uh, yeah, your amen is not born again. Amen. I say, may God purge us. Amen. He will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn all the sharp with unquenchable fire. Every sharp in our life, the Lord will burn them with unquenchable fire in Jesus' name. Every barrier in our lives, the Lord will remove them. You know, one of the book, the book we want to use for free gift. I pray you get that book for February conference. The small, middle-sized, and large church. Now, in the opening chapters, I talked about barriers and growths. And one thing I love there is this. You don't plant barriers. Or you plant seed. If you plant your good seed, do you plant tears? Answer. No. But when you plant your good seed, will tears come up or not? 
is normal. It is your seed you plant. But as you go to your farm, the second or the third day, as your seed is coming out, what do you see? You see tears. Then what do you do if you're a good farmer? You approve the tears, so if you don't do, it will kill off your seed. The same thing. The devil loves to place barriers in our life. So at the hand of God, will not work with us. But God will work in you. Amen. I say he will work in you. Amen. He will work for you. Amen. He will work through you. Amen. And he will work by you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God is looking for who to use. And you see as the year rolls in, as new year comes, as the end is near, God wants to use all of us. The difference between God's usage in our life will be our level of pliableness in, our, in His hand, commitment to Him, draw nearer to Him, and our life is full of all these uh, foxes and barriers. The more God, those things can get out of our life so that you and me, our life become an expressway for God. Don't the Yoruba call it Marose? Is that also? In the normal express way, there should be no any pothole. Not Lagos, but the express. In a real express way, there is no pothole. In fact, you don't walk in an express way. I think I have an idea of that kind of express way. I'm sorry, let me say this. I've said it to in presence of some people. In May, when I was in Frankfurt, in Germany, I remember one Sunday afternoon, before I returned back home, I preached in a church in Dan they call the place Darmstadt. So that was the morning service. We were to finish around the level. Then they say, I will go and preach in another church, one Russian church, about four hundred kilometers away. They didn't tell me, yes, they didn't tell me it's far like that too. They just said, around 11, by the time you are finishing your sermon, as you come out of the service, this guy will be waiting for you to pick you. By 2, you should be in church. I said, okay, no problem, no problem. Now, when I finished, the guy was waiting. He's a Russian. I'm a Nigerian. He doesn't speak English. I don't speak German. How do you communicate? The only German I hear is Danke. 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 That is thanks. Danke. Danke, Sean. Thank you very much. Danke, Sean. That's what I hear. When we enter the car, hey, then he went and took a road they call Autobahn. As we are entering Autobahn, they write it there, no speed limit. It is eight lane. Eight lane, go. Eight lane, come. No speed limit. No camera to, to, to wash you. If you want to die, this is opportunity. That is the first time I will enter a vehicle that will be speeding 280. He's driving. You see, they so engineered the way it was. Later I was learning that too. That it doesn't need to turn like this. Oh! Shh. Shh. And it was going. When I see speedometer, 
God. I look at him, I want to say, slow down. He's a Russian. I'm a Nigerian. I say, slow, he say, ah, pastor. And you know, two hours and some minutes, we arrived at church. Straight. When we arrived, my heart was at rest. I preached. I was okay. The moment we say we are going, ah! The autobahn. You will never see a contour. You don't cross that road. Because the road is there. No camera, nothing. No speed limit. It was later when I got to that pastor back in Frankfurt. I was asking the Nigerian pastor, I said, I hope you people, your tire doesn't blow here. Ah, he said, tire don't blow here. Uh So so the guy went and told them in Russia that I was afraid. Ah, money, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. (laughs) May your life be an autobahn for God in Jesus' name. Our life must be a freeway and not a bad, an expressway for God to flow through. As we go to New Year, that should be your prayer. That nothing should be a contour. Nothing should be a pothole. Nothing, no force, no barrier should stop God and His Spirit from flowing through you. Because God is looking for who to flow through. I remember a lady prayed a prayer. I said, God, I may not be able to hold much, but I can flow a great deal. If you flow through me, God, you have a way. Nothing will disturb you from flowing. Let's stand up on our feet. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. It's environmental sanitation. I don't know the one you have acquired. I don't know the arrow or the sport or whatever. I don't know the one you have got. I don't know the seed that the devil has sown in your life. But this is the time to pray. This is the time to pray. I will pray that Lord, let your fire burn in me. Burn out every seed. Or let's start with this one. Every deposit of Satan. Every seed of the enemy. That is growing and germinating in my life. Lord, approve them today. Open your mouth and pray in the name of Jesus. Pray. Don't write prayer points.
In Jesus' name we pray. I expect you to pray better. And I do expect you to go out now. Baba. Amen. You know, I, as I was praying, my mind just went to a passage. Hebrews chapter 12. Don't read. Verse 3. He said, Ye have not resisted unto blood. Have you? Striving against sin. Well, like if you are and you take or you just should against sin. The question is this What is that sin you are striving against in your life? The devil wants to use that sin to finish you, and you are saying, Lie, 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 lie. That is the seed. That is the seed. That is the seed. That's the prayer we pray. You know why I'm concentrating on this? If you are okay, if your life is an autobahn, forget your ministry. It is your life that will translate to your ministry. Am I talking to somebody? The little success you see this year or little failure, forget it. Next year will be a better year. Once there is no seed of the enemy in you, once there is no barrier inside you, once your life is a freeway, utter, because nothing will stop God from working. Is that not so? Yes. Uh -huh. Lord, every seed that has been struck, if, if you know your own, hey, time will come, I will ask you to come here. Look, pray this prayer. Here, we are brothers and sisters. Forget everyone. You have been ministering to others. Allow God to minister to you here. If you see somebody that he is just the one doing all the ministration, he never had the humility to go somewhere where you'll be ministered to. He will perish very soon. Because the devil will so use you when you are empty. One day will just tap that thing inside you. Boom. That is Sefini. Sefini. Every seat. That is striving with me. That I'm striving with. Inside me. Lord, remove them. Prayer in the name of Jesus. Baba, in the name of Jesus, every seed that is striving with me, that I'm striving with, remove them today. Do environmental sanitation of my life. Touch me and wash me and refine me and renew me. In the name of Jesus, remove every dross from me. In the name of Jesus Christ.
Jesus name we pray. I hope you are praying this prayer. Every, every seed that the enemy has sown into my life. Born by fire. Prayer in the name of Jesus. Jesus name we pray. I hope you are not tired yet. We are all leaders. Take up the foxes. The little foxes. That spoils the vine. For our vine have tender graves. Our vine is beautiful. But those foxes, take them up. Let's pray that every foxes in my life, I don't know your own. Maybe it's lie or deceit or anger or annoyance or bitterness or horse or whatever. Lord, I renounce those forces today. I renounce them in my heart, in my life. Prayer in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We need to pray that prayer. Lord, walk in me. Abby? Yes. Ah, Paul says in Philippians 1.6 that I know who I believe. Is that not so? That the good work that the Lord has started, he will continue until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, God will not stop his work in our life.